0: Two weeks ago, I began to talk to you about our great God who operates outside the box. You think you got God all figured out? You can go to Bible school. I knew a fellow he he went three years and got a graduate of theology. Three-year degree, and then he stayed another year and he got a Bachelor of Arts in theology. And then he got a Bachelor of Theology for his fifth year. He went three more years and got a Master of Divinity. And he went ahead finally to get a Doctor of Theology. And people, oh babe, you're real smart about the Bible. And he had to admit, I don't know much more than just a a scratch. There's so much for us to know about our great God. Sometimes we think we got God all figured out. I even know some great people. Well, I understand election. That makes me pretty good. Really? You think you've arrived? Oh, I'm closer than I ever have been before. That may well be. But don't take any pride in that because it's the Lord that revealed it to you. What has God taught us? Everything we know that's right. Mm -hmm. What about the stuff that's wrong? God didn't teach you that. And so two weeks ago, we talked about how it is that God does the, what we would call impractical. The Lord told Peter, let down the nets. Peter said, I got you covered. Fellas, we're only going to get one net. And he realized, And he cried out to the Lord, Lord, I'm a a sinful man. Lack of faith in what the Lord told us. We were reminded just this morning in Sunday school, there were 12 spies, 10 of them went in and said, we look like grasshoppers. Those big bad folks, there's no way. But the Lord has given his word. And when the Lord, somebody said it long ago, and I'll just repeat it when the Lord guides, He provides. We need to know Him in that way. And then last week we talked about how that it just takes one. What are the odds that when Abraham's servant would go to a faraway place and that God would answer his prayer and bring the very woman who would be the bride for Isaac. But as the words were coming from his mouth, here comes the mail. And we think about a soldier who had a bow, an arrow, and he just let it fly, and the Lord let that arrow fly. It only took one bowman and it only took one arrow to strike that wicked king Ahab. And he died. And in the New Testament we saw how the 17th of Matthew, somebody came to Jesus' disciple, Peter, and says, how is your master going to pay his taxes? You know, the IRS is going to come and knock and that's That's just in a couple of weeks, isn't it? They probably won't take. I forgot for a very good answer. And Peter's probably thinking, what are we going to do? And so the Lord said, take your hook, go to the sea, cast in, and you'll catch a fish. First fish you catch, open his mouth, they'll be the coin, and that's what you use. Does God work that way? Sometimes He does. I want to point out from Numbers chapter 11 that the Lord can and often does the most unpredictable things. In Numbers 11, we're reminded that the Hebrew people they had very short memories. Their attitude was, well, Lord, what have you done for us lately? He had miraculously delivered them at the Red Sea. But now they're on the other side. And they get to whining. you ever whine? Used to work with a lady who was one of the employees would start to gripe and harp about this, that, and the other. She said, do you provide cheese with that wine? Sometimes we wine to the Lord. The Lord loves a cheerful giver, a whiter. But sometimes we have the spirit of a kept one. You put an animal in a cage too long and after a while it seems to lose its incentive. They tell me that when they capture a baby elephant, they put a thick chain upon its ankle. And it'll pull, and it'll pull, and it'll pull. pull, Until finally, that baby elephant learns (laughs) it's not going to do any good. And so as the elephant grows, the size of the chain The size of the shackle is smaller. So sometimes you see a grown elephant little itty bitty chain. little itty bitty on its ankle. And you say, surely that elephant could pop loose of that. Now, all the fight's gone out of them and they're not going to resist. And the Hebrews got to the point where They weren't comfortable trusting the Lord. And they had whined to Moses about, we're going to starve out here. Look at me please. Verses 4 through 9. When they went whining to him, and I hope you never see yourself, but I'm afraid you will. I've seen myself sometimes. Sometimes the Scripture can cut right to the bone, and we see how (laughs) short-sighted we are, how we minimize God and maximize self. That's the wrong way for it to be. And it is interesting, certainly not an accident, they're called a mixed multitude because you got some really do have faith, and you got some that really don't have any faith, and you got other folks in the middle, kind of, sort of. Kind of sort of. We had 10 that downplayed the promise, and only two that said, if the Lord said to do it, He's going to make sure that it happens. It's so easy to become a timid believer, to be a spiritual chicken, but it happens. Let's start at verse 4 here from Numbers 11. <coughs> And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept together. Who shall give us flesh to eat? You see, they eaten slave chow back in Egypt. They're free men and women now. But they're whining because all they had was manna. Y'all know what manna means? The Hebrew word manna? What is it? That's exactly what it means. What is this stuff? They found out it was good deeds, it didn't cost them a penny. Well, what a deed. And yet they found fault. You catch yourself finding fault. Well, the Lord hasn't done anything extra special for me. Paul says having food and raiment be with contempt. Well, I don't have the newest car. I don't have the sleekest boat. I don't have the biggest house. Are your needs met? Well, yeah, but don't go there. Godliness with contentment. You know what the Bible says that is? Great gain. You're coming out ahead. You may not know. So notice in verse 5 we remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely. They just left out the fact that they were slaves, but they had plenty of fish to eat. <clears throat> what else? The cucumbers. Oh, you like cucumbers? Melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. Why we miss that slave child so much. And now we are out in the wilderness. Now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna made for our eyes. We're sick and tired of this stuff. And the manna was as coriander seed, and the color thereof is the color of delium. And the people went about and gathered it and ground it in mills or beat it in mortar and baked it in pans and made cakes of it, and the taste of it was the taste of fresh oil. And when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell upon <clears> them, <throat> You know what they were? They were bored with what God gave them. Are you ever born? As Brother Dan correctly said, the word manna means what is it? What should we call it? of whatever. But God told him eat it and I bet the more faithful ones ate some first and the rest of them said, well, I've got to eat something, I guess. Yeah. It took care of them. It met their needs. It wasn't the slave child. They weren't slaves anymore. They might have still had that slave mentality. In Psalm 78, verse 25, it says, Man did eat angels' food, And he sent the meat to the fold. Mom made a cake once, and she said, Stephen, this is angel's food cake. I don't know about you, but I think I like what they call devil's food cake better. (laughs) But that wasn't really angel's food. It's just something we called it. But the Hebrews ate angel's food. If you go over to the Psalm, one of the Psalms that comes after that, 105, verse 40, the people asked, and he brought quails, but before the quail, let him send the manna. But how's it worded here? And satisfied them with the bread of heaven. Bread of heaven! Bread of heaven! Feed me till I want no more. In a typical church today, people will sing that Sunday morning and bet they won't even come back Sunday night. Hmm. You know, if you're a child of God, you want to be fed. There was a little flock in Benton, Arkansas. Deacon called me up and said, our pastor has resigned and we're getting hungry. I never put on a spread for them to feed the body. But we need our souls fed. Because nice clothes and a full tummy and a nice roof over our head and all the things that we might think of as God's provision, that doesn't help so much when you have leanness of soul. I wonder how many believers would rather have that slave child. There's an awful lot of stuff out there that is pretty shallow indeed. Now, when they whined and stewed and complained, they went to Moses, and as we read already, we're sick and tired of just this manna. Doesn't God have any creativity? Oh, He sure does. How many shades of blue did God make? A whole bunch. I went in to get some white paint once. I went to the paint store, and I said, I want some paint. What colors are white? What kind of white? <laughs> what kind of white? White is white, right? Oh, no, I got this kind of white, that kind of white. <laughs> Just And I picked one of them. Okay. That's good enough for me. But yet, God... And in fact, He even made some creatures. as a little lizard you might see. You see when He's green, and He can change to brown. A chameleon. Wow, it's amazing. God is not a boring God. And if you're bored, it's not because God is boring. It's because you can't appreciate the nuances the creativity. They called Mr. Disney the father of imagination, but uh, no, God is the author of these witty inventions, so to speak. But drop down in this chapter <clears throat> because the people had come to Moses and they said, How come I don't have any meat? I want to dig my teeth into some meat! This this stuff we pick up off the ground and eat it. I'm sure I sure wish I could have some meat. And so God tells Moses, "You can tell the folks something." Start at verse eighteen. This is God speaking to Moses about his provision coming up. Say thou unto the people, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow, and ye shall eat flesh. I mean, even just what you're asking for. You're going to have some meat. You're a vegan. The New Testament says another who is weak eats herbs. So I can't say I'm a Christian and because of that I'm a vegan. I hope that doesn't hurt anyone's feelings, but I'm not going to apologize for the word of God. You shouldn't eat For ye have wept to the ears of the Lord, saying, Who shall give us flesh to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt. Oh yeah? You got a short memory, folks. They cried out against the oppression that they received, forced to make the brick. And then when they said something about it, they said, We've been too easy on you, folks. You're gonna have to start it coming up with the straw on your own. And the tally has got to be the same. And they whipped them when they couldn't produce. It went from bad to worse, they would say. But now they're saying, we had flesh to eat. They had slave chow when they did get it. Usually it was leeks, onions, garlic, It was well with us in Egypt. Oh yeah, really. Therefore the Lord will give you flesh and ye shall eat. Ye shall not eat one day, nor two days, nor five days, neither ten days, nor twenty days, but even a whole month until it come out of your nostrils. It's pretty graphic, isn't it? And it be loathsome unto you I'm sick of this manna. You're going to get sick of the meat you're going to eat too. I'm sure they said, I don't think so. But they would, and they did. Because you've despised the Lord which is among you, and have wept before him saying, "Why came we forth out of Egypt? Listen to yourselves. You cried out because of the oppression. You didn't have your inheritance. You didn't have your freedom. You were constrained to serve a heathen people in a foreign land. And you claimed you were content with onions and garlic. Yeah, what a, what a great prospect. What a future was there. And Moses said, because Moses is thinking, wait a minute, God. How is this going to work out? It's not just me and my wife and kids here. Moses said, the people among whom I am are 600,000 footmen. Over a half million just of the men. And thou hast said, I will give them flesh that they may eat a whole month. And Moses did what we do sometimes. I'll bet God's going to do this. And so, what we kind of do is we do like they do in some of the Chinese restaurants. We got column A, and we got column B. And Moses said, the way I figure it, and sometimes it's the way we figure it, God's either going to do this or this. And neither one of those plans is going to work. See, he'd already figured out God paints himself into a corner. God never paints himself into a corner. He operates outside the box. The fact of the matter is, if you think God's going to have to do either A or B, sometimes we'll just see what he's going to do. Our God's a lot smarter than all of us put together hope you know that. So what happened? See, basically, when Moses is talking, he says, shall the flocks and herds, you know, we did bring our cattle with us. I bet God's going to tell us to go back and kill all our cattle. So we'll have "Mm, steak, lamb chops, and all that. But wait a minute, I heard that uh, (coughs) Farmer Brown's wife told him she was going to give him a wonderful breakfast, ham and eggs. And he says, hot dog, I can't wait. And the animals in the barnyard heard that. And the pig didn't like it at all. And Miss Chicken didn't mind so much. And uh, she said, we want to take care of the farmer. I'll give him some eggs. And the pig said, yeah, for you it's a minor inconvenience, but in my case, it's a major commitment. And so Moses is thinking, I know, I know, God's going to tell us to kill these animals. <clears throat> but you know what? That's a one time thing. Once you kill the calf, the goose, whatever, it's gone. And there's no more opportunity with that one. <clears throat> Shall the flocks and the herds be slain for them to suffice them? Or, you know, they've just gone through the Red Sea. When we went back to the sea we decided to become fishermen. Shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them to suffice them? He limited the God of Israel. God, I know what you can do, but I just don't get it. You're going to give us the land animals or the water animals but well, Lord, that's just not going to work. That's going to be a lot of work, and it's, it's not going to be a solution. And now it's time for the Lord to tell Moses. You know, the people out there, they're short sighted, but I think it's contagious, Mr. Moses. Sometimes the leaders listen too much to the fears and the trepidations of the people. It's my job to believe. It's my job to show others we have a great God. There is a God in heaven. We must know that. Not just put it away on a piece of paper and forget about it. It's something that we take with us all the time. And so, the Lord said to Moses, is the Lord's hand waxed short? You think God is suddenly limited? You think somehow God's going to say, I can't go there. Thou shalt see now whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. He didn't tell him just yet. But very soon, Moses is going to say, God's not fooling around. He doesn't make empty promises. You or I may make empty promises. We may say, I will do that or I'll, I'll die trying. We just might die before you got around to do it. You might forget. You might realize, that's going to cost me too much. You might have some reason to change what you said. God's not going to come up short. He's not going to forget. No. The hand of the Lord is not short, that He cannot save. So Moses goes out and he tells the people. And uh, it was interesting. I want you to drop down for time consideration and look at verses 31 and 32. Or you see, Moses said, it's got to be the land animals, but that won't work. Or it's got to be the water animals, but that won't work. So God has made a promise. And I can't understand how it could happen. I just don't believe. That's us sometimes. Like the fellow in the New Testament, he told Jesus, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Your belief doesn't need any help, but your unbelief does. Mine does. So what did the Lord do? He did say, "Moses, I didn't think about that." No, let me think. Huh? Land animals. <clears throat> well, that was what I was going to do, but I'm going to go to another. No, no, that's not the Lord talking. Water animals. Now, now, what else? Could it be? How would God operate outside the box? If it's not a land animal and it's not a water animal, what's left? Yep. Wait. Lots of now, I don't think the Hebrews had a clue that God was going to feed them the equivalent of prairie chicken. But he was. And God knew that all along. Old Moses scratching his head. I don't get it. A lot of times we don't get it. But you're going to get what the Lord has always determined. The Lord has provided. So let's read these. And there went forth a wind from the Lord and brought quails from the sea and let them fall by the camp as it were a day's journey on this side. And as it were a day's journey on the other side. Round about the camp. They didn't have to get up at old dark 30 and go looking for the quail. He brought the quail to them. Just a few so they could fight over those chicken legs, right? No? A whole mess of quay. and it says and as it were two cubits high upon the face of the earth you know how much a cubit is arm's length, arms length. Beep. Beep. that's a cubit so that much twice that's a lot of qua. Can you imagine going out? You say, oh, I'm hungry. And there's knee-high Big Macs all over the place. <laughs> or whoppers. <laughs> Don't be wise and God isn't good. God, God is not a pauper. They had lots and lots and lots of quail. Yes. Just like God said. Have a God that we have operates, and the people stood up all that day, and all that night, and all the next day. Do you know what they were doing? Were they whining and complaining? Say, well, no, they were gathering the quail. <coughs> he that gathered leaves gathered ten homers. That's a lot. That's twice five hundred good. And they spread them all abroad for themselves about the camp. See, this is just one example to remind us. When we think we're down to our last coin, our last moment, our last hope, God can. And God often has come through. Just as it says in Hebrews, the God we pray to is the one who we know will come through in, we say, the nick of time. In time of need. I don't know what your needs are going to be in the days to come, but we have a God who knows all about it. He has the knowledge, He has the care. And he has the resources. There's no way he's going to come up short. There's no way he's going to say, you're asking too much. Sometimes people make promises and they finally realize, I spoke before, I thought about it. We don't want to be there, but we want to know that God, His hand is not made short that it cannot save Sometimes people pray like they're getting God caught up. Now, Lord, uh, we got some aches and pains down here. You don't think the Lord knows about that? We don't pray to inform God. We are to make our requests known to Him. Not because He's some dumbbell that doesn't know or some uncaring one or some, well, I don't want to bother the Lord about that. I figure He's too busy. And every one of us. Were to silently stop right this moment and make a request to the Lord. The Lord says, wait a minute, take a turn. Yeah, take a number. Okay, you got this little, it's like when you go to the DMV. Okay, uh, uh, I, I've got number 87. And the little lady calls out number four. Number four. I'm going to be here a while. And the Lord doesn't say that. Just wait your turn. Now, I know you've never had this experience, but my dear wife, she got me one of those new phones, and she called, and we hear that little funky music in the background. Your call is very important to us, and we will get to it as soon as an operator becomes available. You spent a lot of time listening to that little dooty 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 dooty. Any of y'all had that experience? I bet you had. Because it seems like they take their sweet time. But the Lord can. And sometimes He, just like that servant, as the words were coming out of His mouth, the Lord was making it come to pass. Hmm. Don't sell God short. If there's anybody selling short, we ought to realize, people should realize that I, I can't. I won't. I can't come up to scratch. People will disappoint you. People will not be there. One person I knew when I was coming up said, expect the worst from people and that way you'll never be disappointed. That's pretty pessimistic, isn't it? But it's true. Sometimes you have an ache you have a need, you have something that's just dogging you, and it seems like nobody cares. A couple of weeks ago, we went to a funeral for a lady whose little grandson came home from school one day. Grandma, Grandpa, and he talked about how the kids laughed at him, and ignored him, and she said, Well, Logie, not everybody loves you like we do let me tell you something. There's no one who loves his people more than the Lord himself. I love my wife, but the Lord loves her more than I do. She loves me. But the risk of getting clocked in the head in my sleep, I'll tell you this, the Lord loves me more than she does. I, I guess I won't get clocked for that one. But it's true, folks. another dear lady made the comment when the doctors called her and the rest of the family in because her husband they, they said Ooh, we're at the end of our rope three times in five days they called the family in thinking the gentleman was going to pass and the doctors said Ms. Tolley I'm sorry but he's in the Lord's hands now and she said, Doctor, he's always been in the Lord's days. That's faith. Trust the Lord with a little bit of your heart. No, that's not in the Bible. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And lean not upon your own understanding. I think that's what Moses was doing. It's going to be land animals. It's going to be water animals. And I can't see it. No, he couldn't see it. But by the grace of God, he came to see it and rejoiced in it. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. He shall direct thy paths. You can know that. You can live in that. Let's stand.